Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble, happy hosts broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my love, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I hope you can hear me okay. I had a little beep there. Yeah, well, I was a little nervous there when you didn't answer right away because I just sound like a nut person talking to myself. Yes, so we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, and yesterday's topic was, I think, very informative because we are helping, hopefully, hopefully helping you guys deep dive into why sometimes you feel so emotionally burned out. Um, you guys will, I think, especially long-time listeners, and there's well over 100,000 of you, will quickly figure out that one of the keys to long-term success, one of the things we're helping, hope, hopefully helping you guys learn is that a lot of your success, it does come from your skill set, that's for sure, but it also comes from a strong mindset. And there are definitely little hacks that you can apply to your life that will make it so that the stress that burns a lot of people out, it doesn't have to be so omnipresent in your life. You know, there's a statistic that says something like, you know, 90% of all agents get out of the business within three years. I've heard different things and read different things. But the fact is, is not very many people make it. And, you know, I think about that number, and I think about the fact that that's really sad. I mean, it, it, it honestly makes me, a little, it makes me a little depressed because, you know, that's, that's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that had, you know, they went to real estate school, they had their hopes and their dreams, had their business cards printed, you know, they, you know, they had all these ambitions. They were telling their friends and their, maybe their kids and their family that, you know, things are going to change financially. A lot of people get into real estate as a second or third job, all these things, and then they don't make it. And you got to ask yourself, well, why does that happen? I, the obvious low-hanging fruit answers are, well, they're not getting enough education. They don't know what actions to take, or the actions they take are the wrong actions that keeps them broke. And I think all those things are true. But the other thing is, is that nobody along the way really says, hey, guess what? This can be a very stressful job, especially if you've not com- if you've not come from a background of you know being a commission salesperson, or if you've not come from a background of dealing with other people when you're helping them make high high pressure, high decision. Uh, you know, high-stress decisions. You know, most people throughout their entire lives, they only have to, uh, they only have to like make what three or four or five really big financial decisions. Think about it: retirement accounts. You know, you're setting up your will. That's kind of stressful, I guess, for some people. And maybe you buy three or four houses. Throughout lives, throughout our lives, for the most part, there's not too many, you know, really big financial things that we have to go through. For the most part, most Americans. Now, consider that for a second. You do. You deal with. Uh, so you're dealing with people that very rarely in their lives have to go through what they perceive to be a very stressful event of making a huge financial decision about their home, and because of that, they don't have the. You know, they don't. They just don't have the fortitude. They haven't built up the muscles to be able to deal with the strain of that stress. Whereas, if you're selling hundreds and thousands of homes, you know, you're used to it. You're used to doing it every day. That's what you do. Or if you sold, you know, similar things in the past, you're you're comfortable with that kind of thing. But most people aren't. And so, what happens is they are not emotionally equipped to deal with the stresses, some of the routine things that come up. You know, an unsatisfactory conditions report, or you know, some financing issue, or just the usual silly things that happen in a transaction for a person that is not emotionally equipped to deal with it is going to be a huge deal, and they take that out on you. 
And if you have that happen a few times a day, week, month, year, that stuff, it mounts. It starts to really wear your ass down. You start to feel burned out. You don't have energy for your family. You start saying real estate sucks. I mean, it's just basically a snowball of negative emotions. Well, what we're going to do and what we're going to pick up on where we left off yesterday is giving you guys uh, some hacks, some tips, some suggestions on how to build your own emotional strength so that when those things inevitably happen, because they're going to happen in varying degrees, you're going to have crazy people you have as real estate. I mean, there was a joke at the title company, and, you know, this is their joke. was my joke. We used to do our, all of our closings through a company called Title First, great company owned by a great guy named George Henry, if he still owns it. I'm not sure if he sold it or whatnot. And they used to joke that some of, that we must be advertising at the local, you know, some of you are going to be offended by this, but it is what it is, but the local men's, mental institution. There was a local mental yeah. institution, Worthington, called Harding Hospital, and they used to joke that we must be, you know, advertising Have at the mental institution based on some of the customers. You know, but the, you know the reality of it is, is we are sending dozens of closings to them on a regular yeah. basis, so it was just strictly a numbers game. But it, it, so, guys, this stuff is normal. The the stress, the 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 you know the way people react is normal. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you choose to react to it and emphasize the word choose. Does this make sense, Jules? Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, uh, check your chat just to make sure that we're using I know, the same you, I know, I got thing. it. I saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And they, they did. I remember one of the uh, title agents said, so do you have a poster up there saying, are you kind of losing your marbles? List your home with Tim and Julie. And I thought, yeah, really funny. But um, the thing is that when people are under a lot of stress, which is, and there's been a lot of reports that state, you know, what are the top five most stressful things anybody ever goes through? And I know the list is always virtually the same, you know, losing a loved one, uh, having a baby, new baby in the home, relocating, divorce, and selling a house. You know, it's right up there on the world's most stressful list. And I always notice, and you're right, Tim, when you do a lot more volume, you notice more because you're dealing with more, a higher variety of people. Agents that only do a few deals a year with friends and family, well, maybe they don't see it as much. But when you deal with volume, it comes out. So I always notice that it either brings the best out or the worst out in people when they get to that level of stress. And I always had to remind myself, most people don't negotiate for a living. For most people, this is the biggest transaction they've ever done in their life and maybe ever will do in their life. And they just have a low tolerance for going through stress. You know, it may be all the money in the world. It's not unusual to have your entire net worth wrapped up in your house. And so when somebody freaks out over 500 bucks, it might be in the bucket of all the 500 bucks together that they're ever going to have. And I always had to remind myself that, you know, they're under a lot of stress. And it's not always about how they're making me feel. It's what they're going through. And I think it's helpful to keep your head screwed on straight during transactions, knowing that. And I think that also applies to many of the agents that you're dealing with on the other side. Sometimes they come unglued because it's their only deal that's pending, and that's what they're going to pay their mortgage off of. So we have to really work to keep things in perspective, if that makes sense, Tom. It does. So we're going to be picking up where we left off yesterday, and these are the, you know, the 16 you know, most obvious – what was the title again, Julie? The 15 Crazy Obvious Truths That We Forget Too Quickly. And these are all about the topic that we just introduced to you guys. So just as we're going through these, we're going to tie it back together so you can use these points as action items and maybe do a little introspection 
on, um, you know, and just take a little bit of a mental, emotional break throughout your hectic day as you kind of go through these ideas. And, and maybe we'll find or we'll drop a few ideas on you that will help you immediately. You're about to get a voicemail or an email from somebody overreacting to something, and you're going to have no the, doubt. Mental, the mental calmness that's going to put you in a place where you can receive the information. So, Julie, I'll go to this next point. Point number five, correct? Yes, you got it. Ignorance equals fear. Knowledge equals confidence. Get the knowledge you need to live the life you desire. Procrastination, uh, procrastinating your education is the same as putting off having your best life possible. Uncertainty and fear are uh, relieved by authority. Training is authority. And that's, by the way, a quote from uh, Ryan Holiday. And uh, we have been suggesting you guys read the book of uh, Ego is the Enemy. Definitely read that book. So here's the thing. If you're going out, if you're going through your life and through your day, and you're not very clear on basically the action items that you should be doing, the scripts that you should be saying, the, you know, the process that you should be following. If you don't have that clearly laid out for you, you're going to be more susceptible to absorb lots and lots of negative emotional energy because you yourself are going to feel chaotic internally because you're not going to have your, your wits about you. And, here, and just scaling this to making a slight financial conversation – Putting your finances in order actually is a really, really simple thing to do that's made really, really complicated by the people that basically call themselves financial planners who are really stockbrokers. And if you really get down to the essence of really what it takes for you to be successful financially, most of it's laid out in the real estate treasure map. And, guys, we're going to give you that book for free. I, and all you got to do is scroll to the bottom of your phone or bottom of your iPhone or your iPad and fill out that little form with your name, your email address, and your phone number. We're going to give you the real estate treasure map. We're going to give you Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. And there's four other books just for completing the form. And when you do, someone from our team is going to call you right back, and they're going to answer questions about our coaching program. The coaching program that, I mean, a lot of you guys are already enrolled, and everyone's talking about it. It's pretty incredible. It's a real live coaching program. This coaching program is only $100 a month, like $99.13 a month. No payment for the first 30 days, and it's a real live coaching call. You get one real, you get a private coaching call per month, and it's scheduled around your schedule. In addition to that, you get four semi-private coaching calls per month with Coach Julie. All of the information on Real Estate Coaching Essentials is included in this coaching program, and every single one of you are pre-approved for this program. We're working with a lender that is literally pre-approved every single person that wants to enroll in the program. So a lot of you are knowing that you need to join a coaching program. You're knowing you need to get your skills up. You're at the time of the year where you're saying, you know, I'm on track or I'm not ahead of where I need to be. Uh, there's statistics that show in real estate that right now this middle of the year is when most agents either double down or they just give up. I will definitely suggest that if you're not meeting your or exceeding your goals, you decide to recommit to your goals intensely for the uh, next 90 days at least, and you'll find that it'll carry you through the rest of the year. So do yourself a favor and don't back off. Don't give up, not even a little bit. It's not too late for you to make this a fantastic year. It really isn't. So get your game on. So consider becoming a coaching client and filling out that form. So, Joy, point number six. Point number six is to get out of judgment and criticism and into curiosity. Open your mind to new thoughts and integrate those thoughts into inspired action. And here's a quote from the Roman philosopher Nero. I really like this because this is really our philosophy. The quote goes like this, We should hunt out the helpful pieces of teaching and the spirited and noble-minded sayings which are capable of immediate practical application not far-fetched or archaic expressions or extravagant metaphors and figures of speech, and learn them so well that words become works. I like that he said words become works because that's all about the practical application, the practical tactical, as you like to say. 
So we've all got to get out of judgment and criticism and into curiosity and have a filter when you're rejecting a thought or you're rejecting a piece of coaching or a quote. And, you you know, sometimes rejection doesn't seem like rejection. It can be something like, oh, I've heard that before, and then you don't take it seriously. Some of the things that you've heard before you keep hearing again because they're so important. So get away from the judgment and the criticism and into curiosity. And remember that quote from Seneca, you know, learn these quotes and sayings and teachings so well that your words become works. That's taking action. That's why I like that quote. So criticism in itself isn't a bad thing, right? Criticism makes us get, become better. But what happens, though, is we go from critis- helpful criticisms to becoming critics. And the slippery slope right. beyond a critic is becoming a skeptic. And when you're a skeptic, when you basically meander into that realm of doubt, of doubting everything, that's just essentially a really elaborate excuse not to take action. Now, I want you guys to consider that. You, you show me, aside from maybe a movie critic, <laughs> you show me a rich skeptic. You show me a skeptic that basically is living a rich, full life. It, they just don't exist. The reality of it is is that you do need to be able to at least work towards balancing two opposing views in your mind at both times and seeing both sides for their, their benefits. Both sides, you need to see the attributes of both arguments. When you can do that, even if you're only able to do that, balance it in your mind for maybe a minute, It'll expand your thinking. All of us get stuck in dogmatic thinking. We think the way we think is the way that everyone thinks and the way you should think, and that's it, and I'm always going to think this way. Well, what is the cost of thinking the way you're thinking? What is the cost? What are you losing? What opportunities? Who are the types of people that you're not able to even communicate with because of the way you think? You know, it's pretty incredible how closed-minded most of us are. And it just becomes from our, it comes from our choice to protect the way we think. And guys, you know, we've been talking a lot about ego. We bring it up all the time. But if you find yourself essentially having a life about, you know, that's Groundhog Day. Every day is the same. Every day is basically the same thought, same people, same exact experiences over and over again. You've built yourself into a very nice, what Julie and I call it, golden cage. And you are literally limiting your experience on this planet in terms of what you're able to, you know, see and think and hear and just the whole, the whole beauty, the whole gift from God that life is. If you guys would be willing to start seeing opposing views and seeing them in balance, you'll start realizing that maybe, maybe, just maybe, some of the thoughts that you thought were true aren't as true as you thought they were. I mean, you know what? Life has changed so fast in the past 20 years. And, yeah, the way I was raised, a lot of the things that have happened, you know what? That isn't the way I was taught to think. And I now believe the way, some of the ways I was taught to think were wrong, or they at least weren't, they're at least not in alignment with today's reality. I'm willing to admit it. It's, re- it's absolutely liberating to at least acknowledge the fact that maybe the way I think isn't the way that really I need to be thinking going forward if I want to continue to be, you know, the person I am and the person I hope to be. Hopefully that makes sense and it's not too obtuse. Moving on, Julie, next point. No worries. Okay, point number seven, versatility is the key to emotional, mental, and financial success. The ability to effectively communicate with, be of service to, and associate with a variety of types of people in a variety of situations will serve you well throughout your career as well as life. And you and I knew this to be true as we got going in our own real estate careers. It's certainly true in coaching. I mean, what would happen if we said, you know what, 
we're going to pre-qualify all of our coaching clients, and we only want to coach personality styles that we just totally hit it off with in the first 30 seconds. Well, we wouldn't have very many coaching clients if we didn't have versatility and the ability to help a variety of people in a variety of situations. What if we said, well, we only know how to coach people that came from Columbus, Ohio? Well, that doesn't make any sense. You've got to grow your versatility in order to be successful emotionally, mentally, and financially in life. How many of you have had real estate transactions where you go, you know what, that was a terrible transaction. We never really hit it off. We never saw eye to eye, and boy, was that person combative. Well, that's something to be introspective about. Why did that happen? Who was it that had lack of versatility? And it's not really fair to expect your clients, your prospects, to be the ones that have the versatility. They're paying you to help them. So that puts the responsibility on you to be versatile. Same thing out in life in general. Being able to see somebody else's standpoint, being able to consider that without rejecting it. Versatility is what serves you well. And we've seen over the years Coaching-wise, the most versatile agents absolutely are the ones who are most financially stable, if not way, way, way ahead because they've figured this out. And the lack of versatility agents, you know, um, that say things like, oh, no, I don't do that. I don't, you know, I don't show short sales or I don't work with buyers anymore. I only work in this certain price range or this certain zip code. Those are the agents that live from deal to deal. Mm -hmm. Even socially or culturally, though, I mean, truthfully, socially or culturally, uh, we all basically put ourselves in our little boxes, and it happens both sides. I mean, you could be super progressive or you could be super conservative. You know, both sides are equally equally tribal, and they're basically how they behave. Well, why don't you, if you're going to become, if your mindset truly is of service, if your mindset truly is of service, which it should be, then you need to let those preconceived notions of that other people, because nobody is all one thing or all another thing. Nobody is like 100%, you know, this particular stance in life. And, guys, at the end of the day, you're limiting yourself. So allow your mind to open up to the fact that, you know, the world is billions and billions and billions of different types of people. And if you're just going to do people business with people just like yourself, your price range, your market segment, your race, your whatever it is, your agenda, your political stance, your view, you're going to have a very small, ever-decreasing experience on this planet. So just consider how, by the way, we're giving you guys these ideas, these suggestions. This actually allows you, as you expand your thinking like this, it allows you to be able to not feel so stressed when people will present their challenges and their problems to you. Start by reading books. You know, I'll have to say that the biggest by far the biggest impact um, how Julie and I, because, hey, we're from a small town in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, it's, you know, it's not tiny, but it's not huge. And when we started to travel, when we started going to different parts of the United States, when we started reading different books, when we started, you know, that all that, that's what really put us in a position to realize that, I mean, if you, if you are from the Midwest and you've never spent any time in L.A. or the Silicon Valley or New York City, you are going to feel like you are on Mars when you go there. And it's going to expand your yeah. thinking. You're going to realize how different, not better, I'm not saying, I'm not judging, I'm just saying different things are and how different people react. And it really, when you go back home, you actually are a better person, able to serve more people at a higher level. Next point, Julie. Next point is point number eight. The easy button, shortcuts, and workarounds are not the solution. Anything worth doing, seeing, having, or being is going to require a level of sacrifice. Achieving your ambitions requires the concentration of inspired effort. Stop trying to skip steps. There's a quote from Jim Rohn. It goes like this, nice short one. Do not wish it were easier. Wish you were better. 
That's a nice one to memorize, right? Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. So stop looking for the easy button and shortcuts and workarounds. And, you know, I know that you can go Google a pre-qualification script and find something online for free. That doesn't mean it's any good. doesn't mean it's market tested. doesn't mean you'll use it. doesn't mean it has any meaning whatsoever. That's the easy button. Why wouldn't you go and find out something that's absolutely proven, market tested, used thousands of times and say, you know what, that's a good idea. I'll use that. So stop looking for the easy button. I'll tell you another place I see that, Tim. I get this question on the essentials program sometimes. Here's how it goes. I only want to list REOs. I don't want to do BPOs. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're trying to skip a step. Guess what? As an REO agent, you're required to crank out regular BPOs as part of the listing agreement. So if you're not good at that, you're never going to be good at REOs. But that's a typical easy button workaround, how do I skip a step type of a question, right? Um, pre-listing package. Well, you know, I've never seen anybody in my market do it. Why should I have to do it? Trying to skip a step. And then what, what about if I, uh, you know, have special rules? I only use it in certain circumstances. Stop trying to do that easy button baloney. Okay. And number easy, nine. But the easy, yeah. but, but the easy okay. button thing really comes down to people that refuse to accept the fact that, you know, it's all about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to exactly. do it at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And if that, mm-hmm. if that message feels just not congruent, congruent with your life's view, ask yourself why. I'll say it again. <laughs> long-term listeners, I think you guys all have tattoos of this on your arm, but basically long-term ever-increasing success in life, it's not just financial, but overall, comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's a Tim and Julie, you know, <laughs> that's a trademark quote, quote. And it's That's right. And we don't have that many, but that's one of them. And that's that one's so important because it's so true. And yet, you know, most people, they can kind of conceptualize what we're saying to be true, but they sure as heck are going to avoid it at all costs. They're always going to be going for that easy button. Guys, just move beyond that, you know, business immaturity that you can buy business constantly, that it's all about the easy button. It's all about the path of least resistance. Sometimes the resistance isn't the actual work, but it's your ego's resistance to actually doing the work. The work is easy. What we ask you guys to do is easy. It just is. It's easy. It's what your <laughs> ego is telling you. Oh, why would you want to do that? Oh, you're better than that. These are all these little voices in your head. And sometimes the voices aren't in your head. They're other realtors. Oh, you don't want to call your centers of influence and past clients. Just mail them something. Or, you know, you don't want to, you know, call that. For, oh, don't knock on that FISBO door. FISBOs eat their young. <laughs> I mean, you guys yep. all heard okay. crap, Don't make right? any calls. They're on the do not call list. Wouldn't want to do that. Uh, Got to freak well, out about I that. Mean, all right, so let's go to the point number nine. Okay, point number nine we is go really, on. Go ahead. I know. Well, we're starting to do our funny voices, which means that yeah, <laughs> Time to move right, on. we're having too much fun. That's right. All right, yeah. point number nine. It's too soon to tell. Instead of judging everything as it happens to be good or bad, replace the thought with it's too soon to tell. Why did this happen to you? It's too soon to tell. Think of all the examples from your life that prove this and adopt that into your psyche. Don't judge each day uh, by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you sow. And that's from Robert Louis Stevenson. Good quote, Julie Harris. Thank you. So, guys, the too soon to tell thing is all about it's and tying into what we were talking to you guys about at the top of the show with regards to emotions. So it's too soon to tell will allow you not to basically over-celebrate the wins and over-wallow in the defeats. By keeping your emotions between the lines, I hope all of you are having the best month ever. All of you have incredible everything. It's like almost like all the stars are aligning to spell your name. It's so incredible what's happening. Okay, 
don't go and pop the champagne corks and, you know, do all the other crazy things that most agents do, go out and spend a ton of money and, you know, go out and do all these dumb things. Don't do it. Just say, you know what, it's too soon to tell. This is a great month and I really appreciate it. And I'm going to save some money. I'm going to pay off any debt that I have. I'm going to get my act together. But it's really too soon to tell. You know, it's a 12-month business plan. I'm going to stick to it. Because then what happens is when there's a bad month or a bad week or a bad day, then you will have trained yourself not to go and basically wallow in the defeat. See, this is all about your, emotion, your ability to emotionally balance the highs and lows of life, which makes it when you have those difficult clients that can't deal with their own emotions, you've developed the muscle of it's too soon to tell. So, Jules, let's go to the next point. That's right, and I love this term. I know it's going to sound super analytical and because it came from Freud, so it probably was, but the term is narcissistic injury. Gosh, what does that mean? Well, that term, again, it came originally from Freud. It's a perceived threat to your self-esteem or your self-worth. It's actually completely made up in your head. It's called narcissistic injury. And that should not be your theme song, your story, or your thing. Stop taking everything so personally. It's not about you all the time. I once had an uh, incoming coaching client, and I had asked how the last year went, right? And she said, well, it was awful because my deal fell apart. Deal? Really? Well, she had a $5 million commercial deal that she had planned on basically paying all the bills off of. And she had made that narcissistic injury her theme song. That was what the entire year was about, right? It wasn't moving on. It wasn't accepting it for what it was. It didn't happen. It was just all about that. And that can apply to anything. Sometimes it was a big deal or is a big deal, but don't make your life story all about that incident that you're turning into a narcissistic injury. Okay, so I could go on about that, and it does sound highly analytical, but I think that you guys get the point. You've all known people and met people where that's like their theme song. That's who they've become because something rotten happened to them. That's what the rest of their life's going to be about. So don't allow yourself that luxury of having that big excuse. It'll hold you back emotionally, financially, certainly in business. So that leads to point number 11. Have an attitude of gratitude. That one's easy. Even on the worst of days, we highly recommend that you keep a gratitude journal and that when things are going a little bit sideways, even if it's just a rotten voicemail or, you know, it's been cloudy for a week and you're starting to feel glum, get out that, that gratitude journal and read a few pages, and that will get you in alignment. For me, all I have to do is go play with Zoe, and I can change my mood pretty easily because she's pretty funny. <laughs> well, you know, that is, but you got to have strategy, the, the though. The power of gratitude is, I think, um, a spiritual thing, truly, I do. Mm -hmm. Being in appreciation of your gifts is an incredible, just an absolute release of sort of negative energy, like, for example, your previous point. And so when you guys were, just right now, if you're not feeling the way you want to feel, because remember, your emotions will always betray you. Your emotions will always, always betray you. They change. You know, you guys have been listening now for 26 minutes. In the past 26 minutes, how many times have your feelings changed? Some of you guys are listening to us in your car. Some of you are listening to us while you exercise. How many times have your emotions changed? I bet you 100, 300, 400, who knows? Tons, constantly. It is what it is. We have emotions that are constantly ebbing and flowing. 
you know, and so you've got to remember, though, when you get yourself into a mental position where you're starting to feel down, you've allowed yourself that luxury of that negative thought, one thought's crept in your mind, you now basically are in this sort of downward spiral. Catch yourself right now. If you're on, I know we get, <laughs> you guys send us little funny videos of listening to us while you're in your cars or while you're exercising. So if you're not feeling really wonderful right now, don't worry about why. If you're feeling panicky right now, if you're feeling fear right now, don't worry about why. Don't try to figure out why you're feeling the way you're feeling. That's a huge mistake because especially if you're feeling, if you're feeling negative and you're trying to wire back, think back to where, you know, why am I thinking the way I'm thinking, you're just going to manifest more of the same exact type of thinking. You're going to allow that one negative thought to germinate and it's going to, be, you know, it's going to spread like a weed. Instead, here's the most powerful, effective, quickest way to put a period at the end of that sentence in terms of that negative thought. Start saying to yourself all the things that you're gracious, that you're in gratitude for. And when you do it, feel the emotions. Feel the feelings of, you know, what your, you know, your, great, your family, you know, your dog, maybe your car, you know. Maybe the fact that you don't have to work, you know, this weekend. Maybe the fact that you had a really, you know, whatever it is. Start in your mind. But don't just let, rattle them off. Go and feel the emotions of, of feeling gratitude. Go through the process of feeling that gratitude, and what will happen is those negative thoughts will end. Now, they'll come, they'll come back again. They do. It's a training. You have to train yourself to not allow one thought to germinate into a whole bunch of others. That's what negative thoughts do. Get to the point where you don't allow yourself the luxury of one negative thought. Say, you know, and start looking for them and catching them. And then when you see them, when you see the negative thought, don't think about it. Don't think where it came from. Instead, just say, aha, there you are, you little bastard. I'm not going to allow you to uh, you know, germinate my, my well, mental and emotional well-being. And then start hitting it with positive energy that comes from your thinking and basically in your mind showing gratitude. That will shift your mindset. I, your homework from today's radio show is to absolutely positively practice that. All of you do that right now. In your mind, come up with maybe five things more, hopefully, that you're really, really in gratitude for and feel the emotions that come with feeling that feeling. And just notice after you go through this process, really during, while you're, during the process, you will find that you absolutely positively feel lighter. You feel happy. The feelings that you want to have on a more regular basis, you're going to be able to manifest at will. That's the power of your thinking. You know, Napoleon Hill says, you know, basically whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe he will achieve. Well, you know where that comes from? The Old Testament. You guys can research this on your own. Most of the modern type of thinking about mindset comes from ancient scripture. So when you guys are going through this process of wanting to take control of your emotional stability, that way you can finally build yourself to a point where you have great financial health, it all does start with basically recognizing the fact that you can control your thoughts and whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe he will achieve. And if you are stuck in this paradigm of negative thoughts, you are absolutely positively creating that result. You're creating more thoughts that are going to basically turn you to a person that is not the person that you deserve to be. So consider the fact that these are very practical points. You develop strong mental stability. You develop strong spiritual stability, strong financial stability. You adopt the mindset, hopefully, of being of service to other people. And what happens on the other side of those processes is magic. Because then when you run into somebody that maybe isn't somebody that you ever would have done business with in a totally strange situation, whatever, you are not intimidated. You are there to help, and they can sense that in you. They can sense 
that you're there to help, and it's not about you, it's about them. These are all the little, as we call it at the top of the radio show today, little hacks you can take to finally making it so you can feel the way you want to feel more mentally and financially stable, and at the same time, you guys can help more and more people, the people you choose to work with, ultimately, and again, design the life around exactly what you guys want. So if there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. We always read your emails. We love your funny little videos. Anything you guys have for us, send it in. We love it. Questions you might have. If you're experiencing a little bit of a, you know, little bit of an issue and you need help, let us know. Um, coaching clients, obviously, you guys get priority. And if you haven't done so yet, just fill out that form on your mobile device, and we'll give you those six free books, and someone from our staff will call you back. In the meantime, guys, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Oh, remember, listen to past radio shows at realestatecoachingradio.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.